is party time. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. I feel like I haven't seen you guys in a week. <laughs> uh, it was weird how last week turned out. We uh, obviously did not have any episodes. Different things were going on. And what a week. What a week to be gone. Uh, all kind of things happened. I don't know if you guys have been watching the news or listening to the talking heads on social media. Uh, I want to remind everybody I'm going to be in Fort Smith, Arkansas, doing a show at the Majestic on the 9th of July. Get your tickets at watchchad.com and many other locations. Uh, just booked a three-night show, Washington, D.C., Chris Cruz. That's going to be in March 2023. We're already booking into 23, so uh, hopefully I can afford the gas to get there. Uh, well, if you missed out on uh, what's been going on, Democrats in the House are still furious over Roe v. Wade. Uh, they're apparently trying to arrange a moment of silence in Congress in memory of all the babies that aren't going to die now. I'm not sure how that works. Weirdly ironic. To anyone who was still hoping to get information in the Epstein Island case, bad news. Just the other night, Jelaine Maxwell was abruptly put on suicide watch. Uh, she's expected to be upgraded to a full-blown suicide warning by around uh, 6 p.m. today. Brian Laundrie, remember that story, has confessed to the murder of Gabby Petito in a recently released diary that they found. Uh, I want all, all of us to just take a moment and thank O.J. Simpson for making it cool to confess to crimes, as long as you put it in a book form. Disney is going to cover travel expenses for employees seeking abortions. Now, you would think Disney would want there to be as many kids as possible uh, to be born so they could indoctrinate them with gay space ranger kisses. But apparently they don't understand that today's abortion is tomorrow's lost profits. And of course, Netflix. Netflix is expected to lose 2 million subscribers by the end of the second quarter this year. So apparently having an entire section of Pride Month movies didn't quite bring in the customer base they expected. File that under missed rainbow connections. Uh, happy shame month, y'all. I'm glad it's almost over. Cameron Kasky tweeted that the Supreme Court just voted to kill women. Then later tried to delete the tweet. Folks, teach your kids and teach yourself, even if they are Democrats, that the Internet is forever. And pressing the delete button on a tweet doesn't exactly erase it forever. It just makes it to where you can't read your own stupidity. Well, it was an interesting Friday, interesting weekend. It was a day that I certainly have been living for most all of my cognizant life. Uh, the overturning of Roe v. Wade, the Dobbs case, of course, I did not expect it to go that way. Although I had my hopes, Sarah Gonzalez, I was in Alabama at an event, and Sarah, Friday morning, Sarah Gonzalez sent me a text message. She goes, can you believe it? And I said, believe what? <laughs> uh, yes, I believe all women. I don't know. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> if Sarah Gonzalez says, believe it, by God, I believe it. And so she said the Dobbs ruling was out. And so that made my day. And, of course, we got pretty controversial. And you don't have to. All you got to do is defend life. Uh, and you're controversial. Uh, but life wins. I think, Chris, that one meme that I sent you, you asked me for a quote. I sent it. You made the meme. And I think we reached about 700,000 people with that one meme, um, which is an impressive reach these days with social media censorship the way it is. And, of course, all the re-re's took to the street. And, of course, I, this has been a battle of mine for a long time. I, I am, I'm a small government conservative because I embrace the conviction as a teenager that life matters. And, and I have always been a pro-life guy. I'm, I'm on record very outspoken in my time at the University of Georgia, speaking on campus, writing, doing all of these things, uh, the, the pro-life perspective, the, the idea that life begins at conception, begins at fertilization, that you are imprinted with DNA that's going to be with you for the rest of your life, that blueprint is it happens at the moment of conception. And just the sheer simple 
metaphysical belief, if you will, that we're created in the image of God and that you were fearfully and wonderfully made and that, that, that God knew you even in your mother's womb. You know, when, when Elizabeth and Mary got together and they were both pregnant, she had John in her belly and Mary had Jesus and, and, and the, the baby in Mary's or in Elizabeth's womb jumped because he reacted to the presence of the Lord. And, and uh, you know, you, you read stuff like that and people say, oh, you can't defend it unless you get into a, a religious argument. Folks, let me tell you something. This is about human rights. We have human rights because, believe it or not, shocker, we're human beings. We're not animals. We're not vegetables. We're not minerals. We're humans. Now, you may have this big argument on what a human is, right? And that, that's going to lead you to, to question what human rights are. Do we really have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? Folks, the simple point that whatever we have, whatever human rights we have, we have them because of whatever it is that makes us human. Now, that sounds overly simplistic, but I'm excited right now about being a human being. And, I, and I'm excited about speaking out for life, even if it means that baby that you thought about aborting, you're going to have that baby, and that baby's going to grow up and go you know, shoot the bird at the Supreme Court and protest one day. All right? And I'm, I alluded to metaphysical. You know, you won't say religious, whatever. Metaphysics means that you're philosophizing about reality, right? It means that your rights, they depend on reality, and our knowledge of our rights depend on our knowledge of reality. Okay, the principle that morality depends on metaphysics or that, that idea of what you think the world's all about, it, you, if you don't know reality, you don't know your rights, folks. So, so if, you, if we can't come to the basic reality of what a human being is or when life begins, how are we ever going to interpret rights? We can't. And you know what? If the law doesn't protect the most basic, simple, innocent of life, then what good is law? Why, why, do we, why do we talk about slavery being wrong? Why do we call, talk about, you know, equality between genders or races or, or whatever it may be? Why do we talk about any of that stuff? If it's not about the reality that that law is built on, then we got a problem. I mean, you talk about, um, I, I'll go a little bit deeper with you. You talk about animal rights. See, some of us think that animal rights, you, know, you think they have rights. Some folks think that animals don't have rights. But I think we'll all agree that if they do have rights, you know, they have animal rights, not human rights. Y'all see the difference in this? Chris, you have human rights, not you, you, the animals don't have the same rights as you. You hope so, right? And uh, you don't, animal rights, hey, animals don't have plant rights either because they're animals. We can agree that we know what an animal is. So a dog doesn't have the right to vote or drive a car like humans do because dogs aren't rational. Humans are supposedly rational. But a dog probably, probably does have a right not to be tortured. Why? Because of what a dog is. Because we have a reality of what a dog is. And because we really know a little bit about what a dog really is. We really know that a dog feels pain. A tree doesn't. Dogs have feelings. Trees don't. I don't think so. Dogs don't reason. Humans do. That's why it's wrong to break the limb off of a dog. But it's not wrong to break the limb off of a tree. And that's also why dogs don't have the right to vote or drive the car like humans do. So the main reason people deny that morality must be based on metaphysics is they say we don't really know what reality is. We only have opinions. They point out 
that we're less agreed about morality than science on everyday practical facts. We don't differ about whether the sun is a planet or whether we need to eat to live, but we differ about things like abortion and capital punishment, animal rights. But the very fact that we argue about it, the fact that a skeptic points to reason for skepticism is a refutation of skepticism. We don't argue about how we feel, about subjective things. If I say to you, Chris, if I walk in the room and I say, I feel great, you can't say, no, you don't, because that's up to me. That's my, that's my interpretation of my reality. So now you've got pro-lifers and pro-choicers, and we pretty much all agree, let's start here, that it's wrong to kill innocent people against their will, all right? Now, it may not be wrong to kill part of a person, like a cancer cell or something like that, but, but both the proponents and opponents of capital punishment usually agree that human life is of great value, right? Even the pro-choicers believe that. Now, why? We want to protect the life of the innocent by executing murderers. Why, why, why don't we want to, you know, these people, they want to even protect the life of the murderer, right? But here's the thing. We disagree radically on how to apply the principle that human life is val valuable. They both assume an appeal to that same principle. Now, I, I want to tell you something, guys. I, I, want, to get, I want to get down to something here. I'm, in fact, I'm going to turn the teleprompter on here for a second. I want to scan down to something, and I want you to see something. And while I'm doing that, I want you to play the clip from 2006 from Joe Biden. This was your president, Joe Biden, and this is what he had to say just 16 years ago. Play it. I, I do not view abortion as a uh, um, as a choice and a right. I think it's always a tragedy, and I think that uh, it should be uh, rare and safe. And I think we should be focusing on how to limit the number of abortions, and they ought to be able to have a common ground and consensus as to do that. Now, obviously, Joe Biden has changed his mind, right? Now, you, you're free to do that. I mean, even Donald Trump was once pro-abortion. He even he even advised one of his wives to get one. But he said, he's testified that he, you know, he's changed his opinion on that. Now, Joe Biden's got a right to do it, and obviously he has. Play that very first clip you got on the list. This is a sad day for the country. My what? Friend. But it doesn't mean the fight's over. Let me be very clear and unambiguous. The only way we can secure a woman's right to choose in the balance that existed is for Congress to restore the protections of Roe v. Wade as federal law. No executive action from the president can do that. And if Congress, as it appears, lacks the vote to votes to do that now, voters need to make their voices heard. This fall, we must elect more senators and representatives who will codify women's right to choose into federal law once again. Elect more state leaders to protect this right at the local level. We need to restore the protections of Roe as law of the land. We need to elect officials who will do that. This fall, Roe is on the ballot. Now, here's the problem. Here's the metaphysical problem that I have with everything that Joe has stated in 2006 and now saying in 2022, that reality has changed, right? So they went from safe, legal, and rare, right? That was the pattern, both Joe's own testimony of, of saying it back in 1980, he said it in 2006. Now the woke mob's gotten to him, and they went from rare to shout your abortion. Shout your abortion. So there, there has been a change in the fundamental 
belief system of what a human being is. Joe apparently used to believe that 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 was a human being, right? He had that belief system. Now, apparently, he doesn't believe that anymore. So, So which is it? Who is it? Now, I want to take you back to an old video that you, got, that you probably have never seen unless you went to look for it. And I want to tell you why I have this metaphysical belief that people matter, that lives matter, even those that are in the womb. It's a little video, and it's a, it's a full, longer thing, but I just want to show you a one-minute clip of something called the silent scream. Play that clip. This suction tip, which you can see moving violently back and forth on the bottom of the screen, is the lethal instrument which will ultimately tear apart and destroy the child. It is only after the fluid has been broken, the sac has been disrupted, that the tip will actually come against the child. But we can see the tip moving back and forth as the abortionist seeks the child's body. Once again, we see the child's mouth wide open in a silent scream in this particular freeze frame. This is the silent scream of a child threatened imminently with extinction. Now the heart rate has speeded up dramatically and the child's movements are violent at this point. It does sense aggression in its sanctuary. It is moving away. One can see it moving to the left side of the uterus in an attempt, a pathetic attempt to escape the inexorable instruments which the abortionist is using to extinguish its life. Now, now, what was that in that video? What was that? Was that, was that a vegetable? Was that an apple? Was that a mouse? Was it an elf? Was it a, a demon? What, what, what were we looking at? All right, tell me, please, tell me, please, what we just saw. Now, Biology books prior to Roe v. Wade all said that life, human life, begins at fertilization of the egg at conception. After Roe v. Wade, guess what? It disappeared from the biology books. Now, why? Why why would they censor a video like that? I mean, this is the most common operation in in America. Why would they censor it? Why? Well, you got to ask yourself that question. It's a metaphysical question. What are we dealing with? Humans are humans, whether they're embryonic, fetal, infantile, young, mature, older, dying. Folks, it's a moral premise, and all humans have the right to life just because they're inside your body. And you know what? You know what? I can't figure out, Chris, when I look at that video, what part of the woman's body was that moving around in there? It's a woman's body, right? We, we don't have a right to do, tell a woman what to do with her body. What, what part was that? I just can't name it. Weird. Maybe it's in an anatomy book or something. I don't know. Hey, let's talk about keeping ourselves healthy in our new sponsor, Nusu. Where's my bottle? Nusu. That's right. Um, Nusu Labs. We've all heard about the unhealthy ways to try and lose weight, like those dangerous fat burn products. Nusu Labs is here with a healthy weight loss and weight control product. Nusu is a nutraceutical company led by pharmacists, scientists, and athletes, some of those folks you could trust. Uh, They talk honestly about the science of weight loss, and they admit there is no such thing as a magic pill. But weight control from Nusu Labs does exactly what it promises on the bottle. Helps you control all the factors that contribute to your weight. You might think that losing weight is hard, can't control my eating, I lack the energy to work out. Nusu Weight Control helps to support a normal appetite, maintain a healthy metabolism, and supports healthy energy production. It's the best way to start a healthy weight loss journey. Here's what I want you to do, folks. Today, 
Learn more about their awesome products by visiting newsulabs.com slash chad. That's N-U-S-U-Labs.com slash chad. Enter my promo code chad20 at checkout for your first 20% off. That's newsulabs.com slash chad. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, welcome back. The name of the book is Not My First Rodeo, Lessons from the Heartland. Welcome to the program. The author of this book, Governor Christy Noem. Governor, welcome to the program. How is everything in the great state of South Dakota? Oh, it's doing fantastic. We're uh, doing very well. Number one economy in the country. Incomes are going up in South Dakota faster than anywhere else in the nation. Record unemployment. We're just fighting off Joe Biden's inflation, uh, trying to keep it... (laughs) Keep it outside the state, but other than that, we're doing really well. We have to laugh to keep from crying when you mention that, I don't we? Uh, yeah, I, I was I was there uh, with you along with thousands of our other friends, uh, July third of twenty twenty, mm-hmm. at the at Mount Rushmore when again historically you brought back the fireworks, and of course Joe Biden has pushed back on that celebration. What's the status mm-hmm. of that as we head into July fourth this year? You know, we are not going to be able to host those fireworks this year at Mount Rushmore. Um, I am suing uh, the White House and Joe Biden over not allowing us to move forward with that. The fact is, is that they're violating federal law by not letting South Dakota celebrate our independence over that great monument. So one of the reasons that they are doing that, I think, is specific to punishing South Dakota, but uh, they claim lots of other reasons, but they're ignoring federal law by mm. denying us that permit. So it, most people don't know that our our second largest industry in the state of South Dakota is tourism. Mm. It's a big opportunity for us every year to market our state and get a lot of visitors to come in and see Mount Rushmore and all the other beautiful parts of the country that we have. But uh, by denying us that, it's not only important for our country to recognize those leaders and our independence it's also important for our economy too sure one of my favorite getaways vacation spots is of course in the black hills there at calvin coolidge's summer white house a beautiful That's area right. up in there I, just incredible and i saw the protest as we were driving in that mm-hmm. day uh and you talk about that in the book you talk about various situations of dealing with the reservations and and mm-hmm. the pushback you get for the stance you take do you consider yourself a values driven leader that's built on principles Obviously, you don't go whichever way the wind blows. What what kind of motivates you in in being able to say this this is not my first rodeo? Yeah, no, definitely. I think you've identified it. You know, I I tell people all the time. You know, I'm going to tell you what I believe, what my values are, who I am, my faith, and then I'm going to ask voters when I run for election if they'll support me, um, and then they need to know that I'll make every decision based off of that, and and what my core beliefs are, um, and then. When you go back for re-election, you reevaluate and and explain why we've done what we've done and hope they'll still support me. So, you know, I'm a farmer and a rancher. That's my whole background. That's really what this book is about is I had never planned on going into politics. I do not come from a political family at all. In fact, I just wanted to grow up and ranch with my dad the rest of my life. But when he was killed in an accident, that changed everything. And now the fact that I do this job is completely unplanned uh, was not something I ever thought I'd be doing, but I think it is important that we have normal everyday people who step up, especially at this time, and get involved and make sure we protect this country. Well, we know the Friday decision that was handed down by the Supreme Court on Roe v. Wade, and and I'm thankful that it was overturned. Now it it comes back to the states. What pressure are you beginning to feel now 
on, on the massive scale nationwide, but, but specifically in South Dakota, how is that being received? Well, I mean, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news specific to how they're coming after me, but I did do all the Sunday morning shows. I was aggressive nationwide in talking about the fact that almost 50 years ago, the Supreme Court made the wrong decision mm. and that this decision rectified that. This is taking the ability um, to you know, stop abortions at the federal level away and send it back to the states, which is where it should have always been. So every state will make their own decision. South Dakota today, it's now because of this decision illegal to have an abortion in our state, except to save the life of a mother. Mm. And I think that that's important. It reflects who I am, but also where our people are. I'm sure there'll be con continued debate, but yeah, those who disagree, yeah, they're attacking definitely. That's that's what they do. But this is about life, and every life is precious, and that we need to make sure that 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 recognition is perpetuated in our laws as well. One of the beautiful things about this book uh, is that it reveals the humanity of Christy Noam, not just the governor. Uh, the, the controversial public figure because of your principles and your valued stances. How, how, how vulnerable does this make you to put these words on paper and to tell this story? Well, I think it does. You know, and that's the one thing that I wish people would know about me and that I hope this book will convey is that I, it's not my nature to be controversial. Right. I hate conflict. I don't, I don't like divisiveness and arguing. Um, you know, I'm, I tend to be an introvert as well. If I was going to go do something for fun, I'd probably go chase cows or sit in a tree stand. So, <laughs> you know, this job and, and the perception that people have of me makes it look like I'm controversial, but all I'm doing is standing on my beliefs and being very bold to make clear decisions based on, on that belief system. And what I think is so special about America and, and my state. So that's what I'm hoping this book gets across is that all of us are human beings. Um, I'm a Christian. Uh, scripture specifically tells us to, um, you know, love our neighbors mm -hmm. as ourselves, but also that we should be optimistic and, and hopeful and value everyone. So that's what I'm, I'm hoping that this book will portray that I'm human being just like everybody else. Right. You know, I, I, I ran in the Republican primary uh, here in the state of Texas uh, for governor. And of course, we, we'd like to hold our, our elected officials accountable when we can. And certainly Greg Abbott is, didn't escape that in, in regards right. to what we did in the primary season. I made that decision to do that uh, when I was there in South Dakota in 2020. Mm, did uh, you really? It, well, it was in response to the mandates yeah. and things like that. So I found you as a yeah. great inspiration in regards to the stance that you took. Uh, and so I, I took to Twitter on July 2nd right there uh, in mm -hmm. the Black Hills. I, I went to Twitter. I was sitting across the table from Don Trump Jr. So I always said, I don't know if it was the wine okay. I was drinking or sitting with a Trump that made me go to Twitter. But uh -huh. but I made that announcement there. Uh, uh -huh. and, an incredible journey. So I, I appreciate the sentiment when you say not my first rodeo, because a lot of folks, mm -hmm. they want you to fail. They wanted you to. Mm -hmm. They didn't expect much from you, but you've held quite. I believe you've built quite a legacy in this. And mm -hmm. and do you feel that that with the values that we're talking about being so divided these days, is there hope to bring America back together? Oh, absolutely. I think I think we do. But most people saw that during the pandemic, mm -hmm. that even people who were liberals now are realizing that the government shouldn't crush their livelihoods, shouldn't mm. take away their child's education. I mean, people are paying attention now to government politics that maybe never did before because they saw their lives so devastated by what the government did. So right. 
Um, I think we have a unique opportunity to have these conversations with people that we've never had before um, about really what is the role of the government in your life? What should they be doing? What shouldn't they be doing? And that's what I love about my story is what I remember. This I didn't put this in my book, but you know, our politics on our ranch were lived. They weren't talked about. Mm. When this when the state passed a seatbelt law requiring seatbelts, my dad took a jackknife and cut his seatbelts out of his pickup. <laughs> and it's not that he didn't wear a seatbelt. He did. He was just mad that the government told him he had to do it. And, you know, that was really the example that I grew up with was a guy who didn't talk about his beliefs. He just lived them. And I think we need more of that in this country. I think right. it's reflective of of really our history. And people need to go back to truly stepping up and stepping into these roles to make sure that during this time when everything's changing and things have gotten so crazy that we still have the foundation that we were given when we were kids in this United States of America as well. That's perfect. Governor Christy Noam, the name of the book is Not My First Rodeo, Lessons from the Heartland. You'll you'll hear a lot of her dad's influence in this book, and I appreciate the leader principles he insti- leadership principles he instilled in you and those that you continue to carry out as you build that legacy. Governor, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Chad. Take appreciate care. it. Folks, let's face it, shopping for life insurance is no fun at all. You got to hunt down quotes. You got to keep track of who's who. It can be a real hassle. Uh, but if you got people who depend on you, children, parents, even business partners, it's incredibly important. Policy Genius is your one stop shop to find the insurance you need at the right price. You can head over to policygenius.com slash Chad to get started in minutes. You'll be able to compare personalized quotes from top companies to find your lowest price. You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. Policy Genius doesn't add extra fees, doesn't sell your information to third parties, and they have thousands of five star reviews across Google and Trustpilot. They have options that offer coverage in as little as a week and let you avoid unnecessary medical exams. Since 2014, Policy Genius has helped over 30 million people shop for insurance and has placed over $150 billion in coverage. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance company. So get started today. Head to policygenius.com slash chat. Get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. Uh, You know, it's that time in the show where I like to wax eloquent. Folks, I want to remind you that, yeah, it's been a weekend for us to have our fun and gloat a little bit on this victory. Uh, All around this great country of ours, voices have cried out in relief because of an uh, evil jurisprudential precedent has at long last been torn down. Roe versus Wade is no longer the law of the land, as Joe Biden wants to call it. Uh, The issue of abortion has been returned to the states rather than the federal government uh, by the estimable members of the Supreme Court. You would think people would be happy that the federal government's taking their hands off of you, but they're not. Our nation has stepped one foot closer to the redemption uh, from the wrong it so sincerely needs to seek, and I hope we continue down this path. Uh, If you wanted to write a book called All the Ways to Piss Off Liberals, page number one was accomplished on June 24th, just this past Friday. Uh, Yes, in the year of our Lord, 2022. And I don't think that I I haven't had moments of enjoyment at the expense of these that are protesting out there uh, over these last few days. I suspect we all have. 
I don't want to be mean about it, but maybe a little. Uh, while we may carry the celebration in our hearts for the rest of our lives, we're far from done with everything we need to do on the abortion issue. Now, in fact, we, we're really just getting started, folks, because changing laws is only the beginning. We have to change hearts and minds, too. And you've heard me say this over and over again. So I'm going to break into the middle of this little monologue and, and tell you about two little girls for a minute. Their names are Keely and Cambry Ewalt. They're a couple of three-year-old identical twins. They're happy. They're beautiful. And you guessed it, they almost didn't make it into this world. Their original delivery date was supposed to be March 29th, 2019. As it turned out, they were delivered on November 24th, 2018. And if your math is as bad as mine, uh, let me help. That's 125 days early. They were premature, folks. Now, you and I have the benefit of being way downstream on this particular timeline. I can tell you that these two girls are alive, although they suffer from another, a number of health problems that stem from their premature birth. They're, in, they're enjoying their lives, folks. According to their mother, Keely is a clumsy, messy eater and a sassy, sweet little girl who loves babies and dressing up and is in charge just like a teen girl. She describes Cambry as a ham who can't find a way to make you, who, you know, who's going to find a way to make you smile no matter what the situation. A tomboy at heart. She's the complete opposite of her sister. She's an organized and clean eater. These girls almost certainly never lead a normal in the sense that we think of the words normal life uh they both have lung conditions that require them to use inhalers sometimes oxygen there's a number of things the premature the premature birth did that can't be reversed and let's not forget under the decision that was the law of the land until just a few days ago these babies could have been aborted once it was determined that they weren't going to be delivered near the previously established viability date for children and oh yeah did i mention uh, that they now hold the Guinness World Record for most premature twins to be born. Uh, they were the most premature. Uh, here's the thing. If a person can't look at this situation, look at these little girls, and see the beauty uh, wrought by a wrong decision not being made at a critical moment, then that person is a part of the ongoing problem. For 50 years, this country has been fed a bill of lies about what constitutes life and about how precious life actually is. We've been told that bodily autonomy supersedes that enriching quality that new life lends to the skin of the world. That true happiness lies in the soma pill of a nihilistic worldview that smooths the dirt over a tiny grave and replaces sorrow with cheap indifference. We've watched the deeper values that transcend our simplistic nature turn into plastic in a modern world, then dry out, crack, and eventually break in the heat of a so-called endless summer of love. So make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, we are broken as a society over this. It remains to be seen whether we can ever be unbroken. This is far too big a topic to just rant about in a single monologue or even a single show. As time progresses, I want to share more of my thoughts on this. And I'm going to do it. You know me well enough. But I'll close out this little rant with a thought. Those of you who believe, as I do, that a victory has been won for life, keep celebrating. Keep celebrating. We've earned a little joy in this matter. But then strap up and get yourself ready because what follows is a long slog towards the promised land of better decisions and better thinking in this country. And if you think Cambry and Keeley, think about Cambry and Keeley today. Say a little prayer for them. Their life isn't easy, but I can tell you without any doubt that their mama would happily step in front of a train for them because like you and me, they are God's creatures. I love it how people push back, folks, when they see those images. You know, let me just say this. You know, it, it, there, there's basically four possibilities here when you consider, let's use their term, a fetus, okay? There's four possibilities. A fetus is a person, and we know that, all right? That's one. The fetus is a person, but we don't know that. That's another possibility. The fetus isn't a person, but we don't know that. That's the third. 
The fetus isn't a person, and we know that. Uh, now, what is abortion in each of these four cases? Now, in case one, where the fetus is a person and you know that, well, then abortion is murder. First-degree murder, in fact, you deliberately kill an innocent human being. Now, in case two, where the fetus is a person and you don't know that, well, then abortion is manslaughter. It's like driving over a man-shaped overcoat in the street at night or shooting toxic chemicals into a building when you're not sure that it's fully evacuated. You're not sure if there's a person in there, but you're not sure if there isn't either. And it just so happens there's a person there and you kill them. Well, you can't plead ignorance. True, you didn't know there was a person there, but you didn't know there wasn't either. So your act was literally the height of irresponsibility. This is what Roe v. Wade allowed, okay? That's what it was. Case three, the fetus isn't a person, but you don't know that. So abortion is just as irresponsible as the previous case. You ran over the overcoat or you fumigated the building without knowing there were no persons in there. You were lucky. There, weren't any, there wasn't anybody in there, but you didn't care. You didn't take care. You were just irresponsible. So you can't legally be charged with manslaughter since no man was slaughtered, but you can and should be charged with criminal negligence. Only in case four. Is abortion a reasonable, permissible, and responsible choice? But note, what makes case four permissible is not merely the fact that the fetus is not a person, but also your knowledge that it's not, your overcoming of skepticism. So skepticism counts not for abortion, but against it. Only if you're not a skeptic, only if you are a dogmatist, only if you are certain that there's no person in the fetus, no man in the coat or no person in the building, may you abort or drive over or fumigate the building. So this undercuts even our weakest, least honest escape to pretend that we don't even know what, an, what a person is, just so we have an excuse for pleading that we don't know what an abortion is. Man, pretty fired up about this whole thing. I'm excited, but I'm telling you, the fight's not over. It's just getting started. Huh. Before we go to a break, let me just tell you, these politically charged times... As we all know, and we're seeing right now, conservatives need to stick together. We need to vote with our dollars. Minutemen Coffee is the coffee for American patriots, a constitutionally-based family-owned company, steadfast in their belief that all freedom-loving Americans deserve products from companies that share their beliefs without fear of cancellation or retaliation from the woke mob. Minutemen Coffee believes in your constitutional rights. They put their money where their mouth is. They'll send you a copy of the Constitution in every order so you can bring this important conversation to the coffee table and educate the next generation of constitutional patriots. Amazing coffee, small batch. It's handcrafted from family farms across the globe, roasted to perfection. Smells good, tastes good. You're going to love it. I've tried a lot of coffee in my life, but Minutemen Coffee hits the mark when it comes to taste and aroma, and I'm sure you're going to love it as much as me. Minutemen Coffee is going to give you a full pound of coffee for less than most companies charge for only 12 ounces. Uh, they got a special going. You've heard me talk about it. If you buy three bags of their Heritage Roasts, add Trader Joe to the cart. It's going to be free as well as they're going to give you free shipping. So go check them out, minutemencoffee.com. If uh, you don't like the offer I just mentioned, then use promo code CHAD, I spell it CHAD, at checkout for 15% off your order. Join the coffee revolution. Help us spread the Constitution. Wake up without going woke. Minutemencoffee.com. We'll be right back. And I'll tell you another thing I don't need to hear about is Boris Johnson talking to Jake Tapper about our loss of democracy and taking a step back. You worry about you, Boris, and we're not a democracy, okay? I'm really tired of hearing that. In fact, we, you know, our favorite Indian had to chime in on this thing as well. Elizabeth Warren had some things to say. Play her clip. I do know this, that the Republicans have been very overt 
about trying to get people through the court who didn't have a published record on Roe, but who they knew, wink, wink, nod, nod, were going to be extremists on the issue of Roe versus Wade. And that is exactly what we have ended up with. This court has lost legitimacy. What? They have burned whatever legitimacy they may still have had after their gun decision, after their voting decision, after their union decision. They just took the last of it and set a torch to it with the Roe versus Wade opinion. I believe we need to get some confidence back in our court, and that means we need more justices on the United States Supreme Court. These people are hell-bent on killing babies. Hell-bent on it. And, and again, I alluded to it in the last segment. This is the federal government taking their hands off of your bodies, to use your phrase, right? The federal government's not telling you. They're turning it back over to the states. And you have all these, you know, again, AOC says, well, the Supreme Court doesn't have a right to say over a woman's body. That's exactly what the ruling was saying. That's what it says. They're turning it back over. This is the 10th Amendment in play, folks. I said it for the last 18 months out on the campaign trail going around. I said the United States has no concept of what the true, uh, the true practice of the 10th Amendment looks like. They don't know because they don't understand what it's like to not have a federal government umbrella over them that's determining everything to them. I mean, can you play the clip from AOC? I just love seeing and hearing her. Let's play it. You know, we we had a Aldo uh, who contributes contributes for the Blaze. He was there in D.C. yesterday, and and the, which was Sunday, and of course he was playing some clips. He was live. I was watching him live, and I was like, I, you know, I, 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 again, my cynical, satirical nature wants to talk about these people, and like, I I don't these people out there screaming with their dyed hair and all this kind of stuff i just and they're threatening their sex strikes and take it to the street it's like i just don't think your threats are what you think they are right i just don't think that that's really going to carry a lot of weight but we'll see how it happens in the days ahead but i just the re-rees are in the street man they're giving the finger to the supreme court and they're threatening they're going to take to the streets and here's my solution y'all all this i say this here's my solution chris because i asked the governor a little while ago if, if america could be brought back together i don't know you did. I don't know. Here's what I think. Uh, I, I think that everybody that wants to kill their babies, y'all go to those states that make that legal. Agreed. And then the folks that want to preserve human life, y'all come to the states where it's illegal, and we'll just see how it goes. Let's just let this be the watershed issue over innocent life. How about that? That's my solution. I'm going to stick to it. Tick hey, me. Um, I have a Uh-oh. little update from our favorite AOC. Uh, she is our favorite. She is now uh, demanding consequences for the Supreme Court after overturning Roe v. Wade. Okay. And claims a hostile takeover took place. Boy, these people are starting to sound like insurrectionists to me. Bro, what? They really are. Let, let's see if we can slide a TikTok in real quick. Okay. 
And and then we got to sell something again. Do it. Okay. It's all right. It's all right. I feel that way too. It's all right. We feel that way together, okay? Let it out. Let it out. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Let it out, sister. Come on. Everybody wants to show the happy side. <laughs> I'm mad as hell today. All right. <laughs> okay. But because I have responsibilities, I'm gonna do these freaking dishes. Whew. <laughs> Uh, you can't do that in Planet Fitness, all right? You can't scream like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love her. She sounds like North Alabama to me. I know folks feel like they can't get in shape. Uh, sounds like she was working out. Hey, look, it's not your fault. Men age. Our body naturally loses free testosterone. The man hormone, it happens to every man, can make it more difficult to stay in shape, be energetic, active. I want you to get more energy and counter the negative physical effects. Nugenics, Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafin. Uh, it's going to help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, get you better results at the gym, help you look and feel like the man you really want to be and you need to be. Nugenics Total T contains man-boosting key ingredients like Testafin, which, of course, is a great trademark product it has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men because nugenics total t boosts free testosterone that the aging process robs you're going to feel stronger leaner with more energy and drive more passion too uh, your partner's going to notice the difference as well nugenics total t can help re-energize your life and help you get back the powerful confident good-looking warrior you used to be now Get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text C-H-A-D, I spell it Chad, to 231-231. Text now, get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text Chad to 231-231. That's Chad, 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. Terms apply. Available at Nugenics.com slash terms. We'll be right back. <laughs> you know what i want to set that not as a ringtone but my alarm in the morning you gotta make yeah be sure chris to text me that uh link to that clip because i i want to date her i i think that uh aoc is no longer my crush this this gal here well she's full of passion she's full of passion yeah <laughs> so much angst wow hey watchchad.com is where all the fun stuff is you can do a little shopping but uh don't forget check out some of the shows we got coming up fort smith arkansas the majestic going to be there july 9th then a lot of other shows uh, all around the state of texas and bouncing around starting to branch out a little bit going to be headed back to uh, south carolina florida north carolina washington state going to be back in uh, everett washington so we're looking forward to a lot of good shows. And hey, I'll just go ahead and tell you right now, December 10th, Dosido. We're coming back to Dosido. I'm going to be there. Straight comedy show, 
December 10th there in Spring, Texas. That's going to be my 50th birthday celebration. So it's going to make it a special night for me because it's all about me. That's a selfish society we're living in, folks. Live with it. Watch Chad.com. Don't forget, sign up. BlazeTV.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad to save. Tomorrow, join us. We'll be right back. Love you. God bless you. Bye. Bye.